Thank you, Lydia. I think this gave us another very interesting perspective of why not considering all of these related outcomes might actually backfire, and that's why we then get a slowdown in electricity development and our whole clean energy challenge uh, might not be moving forward. So we now come to our last case study. It will be presented by Elizabeth Bryan. She is a senior scientist in the Environment and Production Technology Division here at IFPRI, and she will focus on the role of gender. So gender-sensitive approaches, women's empowerment were explicitly mentioned in this Bigger Change Faster report under the Transforming Food System Challenge. But what she will, she will make the case that it matters for all of the challenges. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. Thank you, Claudia. Good afternoon, everyone. So I'm happy to be here to talk about the role of gender for cross-sectoral transformative change. As Josh and Claudia both pointed out, the SGDs offer us a good roadmap for how the global community can address cross-sectoral development challenges simultaneously. Whether or not, in fact, we're actually meeting those challenges is another question. And as they also pointed out, all of these goals are really interlinked, and we need to recognize that there might be trade-offs and synergies among them. And so that we can do our best to identify when there are trade-offs to minimize those and try to enhance the synergies where we find them. I'm going to try to make the case here that one of the ways that we can do this is by paying attention to gender. So gender has its own SDG, but it also links very closely with a lot of the other uh, development challenges that we face, including all of the challenges that are highlighted in the Bridge Report. So why is gender important for addressing all of these multidimensional challenges? We first, we want to make sure that interventions are successful. And women are important users of interventions, and they also have very important contributions to make, given their specific roles in many, many areas of, of life. Um, in the case of the bridge challenges, um, I'll highlight a few um, important points. Um, one is that women are essential for adoption of improved cook stoves, which is key to um, the clean energy challenge. Uh, they're also important for managing water supply, both for domestic but also for productive purposes. And so I'll talk a little bit more broadly about the water challenge. <clears throat> and they're important for improving the efficiency and sustainability of food systems. But having a gender lens is also important for the sake of equity and social inclusion. Um, these are important outcomes in themselves. And so we need to know how the benefits of interventions are distributed among men and women and uh, whether there are any social groups, not just women, but other vulnerable groups that might be excluded or unintentionally harmed by particular interventions. And finally, um, having a gender lens can help us achieve co-benefits with other outcomes. We know from the research that women's empowerment is linked with, in, in agriculture, is linked with other outcomes such as improved food security, improved nutrition, and improved health. And so starting with the clean energy challenge, I'm going to focus on the potential for clean cook stoves. So research shows us that clean cook stoves have important contributions to make both in terms of reducing the negative health impacts from indoor air pollution and also providing environmental benefits, as was already pointed out. Um, this graph shows the, the environmental benefits of clean cook stoves. So this is for a scenario in Ethiopia um, of widespread clean cook stove adoption out to 2030. And what we can see is that significant reductions um, in greenhouse gas emissions um, are achieved with this scenario. 
Um, this is because fuel wood burning comprises the largest share of greenhouse gas emissions in the country. And so these cook stoves offer um, considerable savings in fuel wood demand. So how is gender important? Well, it's important because women um, stand to benefit most from widespread adoption of clean cook stoves on the one hand. So in terms of potential labor savings, as you can see from this figure here, um, time spent collecting fuel wood is a huge burden for women, particularly in some countries where this is their main fuel source. Um, women can also benefit more because they are the ones who are doing a lot of the cooking and are therefore more exposed to the indoor air pollution. So they have direct health benefits that, that emerge from this. The other aspect of this is that women are key to making widespread adoption of clean cook stoves a reality. Um, currently, adoption rates are very low, and so the efforts need to focus on how we can demonstrate the benefits in terms of fuel efficiency, in terms of the health benefits, and the labor savings to women. And they also need to be designed in such a way that they take women's needs into, into account. So that includes accounting for local preferences and cooking practices. And turning to the water management challenge, again, women play a critical role, um, both in managing water for productive and domestic purposes. Um, and I'm going to take the example of irrigation here, which is um, highlighted as a potential nutrition, smart agricultural intervention. And this figure here shows all the potential pathways through which irrigation can lead to improve food security, nutrition, and health outcomes. One is the food production pathway at the top. Um, the next is the agricultural income pathway, and there's also a water supply pathway. So in terms of the food production pathway, and I should mention women's empowerment intersects with all of these different pathways. In terms of the food production pathway, women may choose to plant different crops or they may choose to do different things with crop output, such as keep some for home consumption versus sale. And all of these decisions have important implications for nutritional outcomes. In terms of agricultural income, it matters who controls this income, because men and women have different expenditure priorities, and results, uh, research shows us that women tend to prioritize expenditures on food, health expenses, and education for their children. In terms of the water supply pathway, it's important to recognize that irrigation presents a lot of opportunities, but it also presents some risks. So on the one hand, um, increasing water availability for irrigation may also increase availability for other purposes, such as domestic purposes, and women are, tend to be the ones to want to utilize these multiple purposes of productive water. On the other hand, um, irrigation can increase health risks if it's not managed properly, such as you know, having standing water around the house might lead to an increase in malaria incidents or other vector-borne diseases. And so women's management in water for both of these different purposes is really essential to make sure that the risks are minimized and we take advantage of the opportunities when they're there. Um, and then I'll, I'll highlight one other pathway, which isn't explicit in this framework, but it's really a labor pathway. So to the extent that irrigation can reduce um, women's labor to collect domestic water or can reduce their amount of time that they spend in agricultural labor, that has direct implications for their own health and nutrition as well as that of their children um, because it affects their caring capacity for them, the amount of time they have with them. And turning to the sustainable food system challenge, um, gender equity again is essential here. Um, I think 
this crowd is probably very well familiar with all of the, the challenges in the food security uh, space that, that women face. Um, women are disadvantaged in a number of different ways, including in their ownership and access to productive assets, including land and livestock, their control over productive inputs, um, their access to services, so this could be financial services or information services, and um, they have le limited decision-making authority. So addressing these disparities in the food systems can actually um, lead to a lot of huge benefits, including um, lowering the productivity gap between plots that men and women manage, and that has also other implications for the broader food availability and hunger challenges of communities. And I'll just quickly go through one example of this. Um, we find that women tend to have much less access to agricultural information, including information on climate change and um, adaptation strategies. And this often leads to much lower awareness and adoption of these practices among women farmers compared to men. However, we find that when women are aware of these practices, they're just as likely, if not more so, um, to adopt them, uh, particularly when the practices are something that relate to their uh, gender roles in the household. So how can we achieve gender transformative change? Um, first, it's important to recognize that context matters, so the challenges are going to vary quite dramatically from one context to the next, and um, social roles are continually evolving, so we have to take these kinds of things into consideration. Um, and so supporting positive social change requires us using tools to diagnose specific challenges and then designing strategies that address those challenges. It's important that we design strategies that go beyond simply targeting or reaching women on the one hand to really ensuring that women benefit equally from an intervention and that they're also empowered um, and have more and greater ability to make strategic life decisions. So thank you. I look forward to your questions.